The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Often, we go through life thinking we are the only person in the world shouldering problems, stress, depression, and anxiety. What we don't always realize is that there are plenty of people dealing with many of these same issues in their lives. Welcome to Stream in the Desert with your host, Dr. Rita Huang. In today's program, we hope you will find a story that matches feelings and issues that you've been dealing with. In the resolutions of these issues, our hope is that you will also find the inspiration you need. Now, here is Dr. Rita. When I was a little girl, I liked to observe people's facial expressions when they were talking. I especially liked to study sad faces and try to figure out the story behind the sad facial expressions. When I watched movies, I would often cry with the actor and actresses because I could feel how they felt. I often ask this question, why do people feel sad? What causes their sadness? And then, why were there some people that seem to always see the glass as half full and could be happy no matter what? Why is it that some people could have such a jolly spirit that would brighten the room? What caused their happiness? As I got older, I tried to figure out why I felt very sad at times. Once I have a sad thought, it would penetrate itself like a disease, and before I knew it, there would be so many extreme thoughts that would find myself trapped in my maze. The only way live was to cry. I always felt better after a good cry. And yet, there would be some situations I could handle at ease even though it was a similar situation. Why was that? It has something to do with how I perceived the situation. The way I thought about the situation led to the kind of emotions I was going to have. If I had a positive thought, I would look at the situations, others, or myself in a positive and happy way. If I have a negative thought, I felt sad, mad, or anxious about situations, others, and myself. The way we think determines the ways we perceive our situations, self, and others. When we think positively, we tend to deal with trials differently than we, we think negatively. But if we are only able to ex experience extreme of emotions, it is possible to become so polarized in our thinking that we lose sight of reality. It is an extreme thought that can be most dangerous because they are what I call black and white thoughts. Black and white thoughts are extreme thoughts ignite an emotional arousal that affects the way we see ourselves, others, and our situations. As a result, the person feels either extremely happy or extremely sad, and there's nothing in between. Black and white thinking is a dichotomous thinking, followed by the respective polarized emotions. 
Everything is seen in terms of being either good or bad, with nothing in between. I'm going to tell you an algae story that represents black and white thinking. The title of this story is the Gray Zone. I will then use real life scenarios, not actual cases, to illustrate the meaning of the story. Stay tuned for the story. Timmy and Lily were coloring a picture together on the same sheet of paper. Timmy was coloring his hair with a black crayon because he wanted to draw nighttime, and Lily was using a white crayon on her hair to show snow. They were laughing and telling each other all about what they were doing. Since no line was drawn in the center of the paper, neither Lily nor Timmy knew for certain where one end ended and the other began. Without realizing it. Timmy colored his black crayon onto an area that Lily had already colored white. Immediately, an argument developed. Back and forth, they bickered with each, accusing the other of taking more than their share of paper. Suddenly, Lily said, "Look, Timmy, when your black color mixed with my white, it turned into different color. That's kind of pretty." Timmy exclaimed, "We made gray." They were each so excited that they forgot about their argument. They began laughing and giggling again while they continued coloring their picture. This story represents those who tend to have black and white thoughts. What exactly is black and white thoughts? It is a dichotomous thought that only sees the extreme of oneself, others, or situations. Those who think dichotomously see things in terms of good or bad, right or wrong, love or hate, with nothing in between. Black and white thoughts ignite heated emotion, which is not balanced by reality. Black and white thoughts get us in trouble. But if we can consider things from the gray zone in the middle ground, we'll be able to approach any situation with a positive outlook. Every day, we have the opportunity to think unhealthy, unrealistic, black or white thoughts, or to think healthy, balanced, gray thoughts. It is in the gray zone that we find peace, get enjoyment from life, and have more healthy relationships. I used to live in New York City in a high-rise apartment building. Since breakfast and dinner were provided for the tenants, I got to meet people from all walks of life, with different nationalities, family backgrounds, educational backgrounds, and personalities. It was interesting to see how people react to situations with different emotions. From observing people's emotional reaction to different situations, I found out that their emotions have a lot to do with how they perceive the situation. Some people tend to think only white thoughts most of the time, without considering the reality, and got themselves into trouble. They were like Lily, who only focused on coloring the paper white to show the snow. Other people's mind were dominated by black thoughts, which resulted in strong emotions such as depression, anxiety, or fear. They were the Timmies who wanted to see only black crayon. When people tend to think black and white thoughts with nothing in between, they often were trapped in their emotions. Extreme thoughts 
ignite a strong emotional response that may not be found in reality. The healthy kind of thought is the one that are more gray. Gray thoughts are the healthier and balanced kind of thoughts. When Lily and Timmy decided to mix their colors together to make gray, they realized they had created something better. I would like to go into more details of the examples of black and white thinking to clarify this concept. Examples of those who only think white thoughts and black thoughts will be presented. I will do so by bringing you on a journey back in time to the apartment complex in New York, in which I lived a long time ago. I would like to give you a tour of the different apartments that house the people who enlightened me with these concepts. Let's first talk about the ones who tend to have dominant right thoughts. Let's first walk into apartment one two zero six. And observe the family dynamic there. Peter and Terry was fighting with each other, and the word divorce is mentioned many times. You see, Peter is a happy, jolly, carefree fellow who spends every single cent as soon as he gets his paycheck. He often says, "If I don't have money today, a miracle will happen tomorrow, where I can find a thousand dollars underneath a rock someplace." Such kind of wise thoughts dominate his life. He has no worries, but this kind of wise thoughts are not realistic. The fact is that he can never find any hidden money anywhere. His wife Terry becomes like Peter as well. She develops the Pollyanna phenomena, the idea that nothing can go wrong kind of thoughts. She also uses up. All her money every time she gets her paycheck. They are like Lily from the illustration, which only focus on making white snow and not paying attention to what is going on around her. Unfortunately, their dominated right thoughts get them into trouble. One day, they got a notice from the manager of the apartment that they had to move out the next week because they have not paid for the rent for a few months. Now they have no place to stay, so they start blaming each other for the predicament they are in. And after a week, I do not see them in the apartment anymore. Three floors down is a family of three in apartment nine nine nine. It's dinner time. The fourteen-year-old Tommy is quickly and goes to his room. Why is he in his room? In his room, he decides to play video games on his iPad. He's so hooked up on the game that when he looks at his clock, it's already twelve in the morning. He can't believe that he has been playing this game for many hours. All of a sudden, he remembers that he has two tasks the next day for school. He's too tired to study at this point, so he decides to just skim through the notes. He says to himself, "It's okay if I fail this task because there will be another task." I'm too tired. Just go to bed. I'll worry about it when I get up. Of course, Tommy fails the two tasks by not preparing for them. Tommy sees the world with white thoughts all the time. Everything's good, even though he fails his classes. It's not a big deal. 
the reality finally sets in when he finds out that he's not able to graduate from high school because of all his bad grades. Every one of his friends walked down the aisle during graduation except him. You see, Tommy's dominated white thoughts got him into trouble. He was exactly like the little girl in the naughty story who only focused on making white snow with her white crayon and had no idea what was going on around her. Let's now go to eighth floor to visit Mary and Jay's apartment A11. Mary grew up in an abusive home. She always dreamed about leaving her home for good, so she did not have to live there. Every day, she dreamed about meeting her prince of charming, who would rescue her on his white horse. She was certain that her prince of charming would be able to love her, cherish her, and meet all her needs. One day, her dream seemed to get closer to reality. When she met Jake in high school, they began talking to each other daily. He was a star quarterback on the football team, and for the first time in her life, Mary felt important. Whenever she walked down the hall with him, she felt like she was loved and admired. Her love for him became obsessive and possessive. She remained glued to him even when Jake did not respect her. In fact, Jay used her to meet his physical needs, but she still believed that as soon as they were together, everything would be fine. He would change once they lived together. He would love her and meet all her needs. Anything was better than the home life she came from, so they would live happily ever after. After high school, they moved into this apartment building. As soon as they move in together, she finds out that he's not there for her. Mary feels like Jay doesn't even love her at all. She's so disappointed that he's not able to meet her emotional needs. Her white thoughts of having a man who would meet all her needs is an example of distorted white thinking, which made her very disappointed and unhappy when reality sits in. Let's take a break. Stay tuned for the rest of the show. News, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll free one eight six six four seven two five seven eight seven one eight six six four seven two fifty seven eighty seven. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you struggling with relationships and wonder what you need to do? Are you facing crises and challenges in your life? How about emotional disturbances such as anxiety, depression, fear, or stress? Do you need some help? Get a hold of Dr. Rita's Hippo book. In her book, she provides fresh perspectives on how to wisely navigate the challenges in life. She uses parables and analogies to help you find insight and coping strategies in your struggles. The life scenarios she uses in the book are situations you can identify with, as you often find yourself as one of the stories in her book. The title of her book is The Hippo That Fell Off the Seesaw and Other Parables from Christian Counseling. You can order it from Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or you can also download it as an e-book. 
Dr. Rita likes to hear about your concerns so she can pray for you. You can email her at care at dr-rita.com or visit the website trinitychristiancounseling.com. You can also call the Trinity Counseling Center at 517-332-6300 and leave a message for her. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Family caregivers face some tough challenges every day in caring for a partner, parent, child, sibling, friend, neighbor, or even co-worker. You are there to provide the care that these people need after everyone else has gone home. Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley will provide you with a social networking experience. You'll hear from experts and others who are experiencing the same things, and together you will promote a common cause. Tune in to Family Caregivers Unite, live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Stream in the Desert with Dr. Rita. For more information about the program or Dr. Rita, please visit trinitychristiancounseling.com. Now, back to this week's inspiring program. From the few examples, you can see that people who only think right thoughts without balancing reality will end up getting into all kinds of trouble. They're exactly like the little girl, Lily, who only focused on making white snow with a right crayon and did not care about anything else. This example is surely prone to occur in kindergarten classroom, but now you can see how this concept can apply to adult mentality. You can see how destructive, extreme thinking can affect relationships, self-worth, and cause bad decision-making. But it is possible to also be the other extreme to think predominantly black thoughts that are so negative that they can cause the same problem as the extreme white thoughts. I would like to now take the time to illustrate more examples of the tenants who reside in my apartment who had these issues. It was 7 o'clock in the morning, and you can hear a child screaming and crying from apartment 702. This little girl's name is Lizzie. Why is she crying every morning? She shouts, I don't want to go to school. Don't make me go to school. Her parents have to go to work, so it's difficult every morning struggling to get Lizzie to go to school. Out of desperation, her parents take her to counseling. They find out that Lizzie does not want to go to school because she sees her teachers yelling at the kids in the class. She's sure that she'll be the next one to be punished. 
Lucy is such a well-behaved, good-mannered little girl. Her teacher would probably never yell at her, but her black thoughts tell her that she's going to be the next victim. This kind of extreme thought make, made her afraid, afraid and worried that she would be punished next. That's why she does not want to go to school. You see, young children already think of extremes without understanding reality or how to rationalize their thoughts. This is why they say such cute statements sometimes, because their thought process are very extreme. But some of us never grow out of these extreme thoughts, and this is when it hurts our relationship. We become the Timmies who are so focused on coloring a dark sky with a black crayon that we don't watch what's going on around us. I would now like to talk about my building manager, George. We'll call him. Oh, George is walking out of the elevator with his girlfriend, Nancy. When he introduced Nancy to me, she has a little smile but keeps her head down. I try to search for her eyes to look at her, but she has her head down so low that it's impossible, impossible to see her face at all. As Nancy leaves us and walks into the elevator, George explains to me that Nancy has a very low self-esteem when she thinks that everyone dislikes her. If she walks down the hall and sees her friend walking towards her with an angry facial expression on his face, she assumes. He looks like he's mad at me. I must have done something wrong or said something wrong. That's why he's mad at me. She then takes it personally for the rest of the day, feeling sad the rest of the day as she thinks about what happened in the hallway. You see, her black thoughts led to a strong negative emotional reaction to the situation, without any reality that validates her feelings. In reality, her friends were just thinking about his dress, so he had an intensive look on his face, without having nothing to do with her. George tries everything to affirm her, but she still has trouble believing that she's valuable to anyone. Nancy's struggle is how she views herself, and so she assumes that the rest of the world sees her the same extreme way that she sees herself. In apartment six three nine, Jenny is crying as I walk into her apartment. She bursts into tears and holds onto me so tightly that she will not let me go. She keeps repeating how she's so afraid because she had an anxiety attack before I walk in. It started out with a stomach flu, which caused her to be dizzy. The dizziness led to worry, followed by heart palpitation, chest pain, and shortness of breath. I asked Jenny what she was thinking at the time of the panic attack. She says that she thought she's going to die, and no one would know that she's dead. She imagines that her body would be in the apartment for days until people discover her. Her extreme black thought made her feel anxious. She even expanded her black thought to the extent that she would die from the anxiety attack one of these days. If she does not die this time. Should die the next time. As you can see, Jenny's extreme black thoughts were not grounded in reality. Yet she cannot separate facts from fiction. People do not die from anxiety attacks. Her extreme black thoughts make her feel powerless 
and out of control. Now that we have seen people who had extreme white thoughts or extreme black thoughts that have made them feel bad about themselves, others, and the situations, they are the Lilies and Timmies who focus on coloring one color and they do not see the reality. And yet, most reality occurs in the color of gray, rather than black and white thought. It is possible to think in all black thoughts or all white thoughts, but there are also some think in both black and white thoughts. These people are also guilty of all or nothing phenomena. For example, in apartment five one five, a woman named Lynn is laying on her bed, feeling sad. She has trouble getting up to perform her regular routine. She cries day and night and has no desire to be with anyone. She lost her appetite to eat, and she has lost twenty pounds in the last few months. She wakes up multiple times at night when everyone else was sleeping. She hates herself and her condition. Sometimes she feels that she will never get well and she'll be like this for the rest of her life. Her husband decides to force her to see a physician, and she is prescribed with antidepressants. Lynn struggles with side effects of the medication at first. After taking the medication four to six weeks, the side effects subsided, and she no longer feels the side effects anymore. In fact, she actually feels better. Lynn is able to get up and do chores around the house. After a while, she is able to go out shopping just like she had before. She begins to have one a good, two good days. However, instead of celebrating the good days she's having, her black and white thoughts cause her to continue crying some of the nights. She feels that in order to be completely healed, she shouldn't be crying at all. And yet, the crying spells continue. Lynn seems to forget the good days because she only focuses on the bad days. She either has to be one hundred percent, one hundred percent good, or she feels that she's all bad. This is a definition of extreme black and white thinking. If she was able to think with a gray thought, it would have been this: it is realistic to feel both good and bad at the same time. Both emotions can coexist. Exist. A healthier gray thought would be that she may have some good days and some bad days. But she's on the way to healing compared with her previous day when she did not have any good days. If only Lynn could think in gray thought, she'd be a lot happier. In apartment five two three, there's a trail of smoke that has wandered beneath the door and sinks heavily in the hallway. Kelly is trying to bake a cake, but the cakes has burned. Kelly thinks to herself. I can't do anything right. That's why my ex does not want to be with me. You see, Kelly has this black and white thinking that she's not good at anything just because she messed up on her cake this time. She forgets that she has been successful in baking many times before. Somehow, she automatically goes to the black and white extreme thinking that she is not good at anything if she messed up once. A gray thought would be that she may not always make perfect cakes, and that even when she fails, that this is not a reflection of her personhood. 
she shouldn't equal her abilities with her ability to be perfect. This is often the problem with perfectionists, like my friend in apartment five one six, Charlene. Charlene is a perfectionist who has unrealistic view about herself. When I walk in her apartment, she's crying. She says that she's got to be in one of her class. If I don't get all A's and I have failed, I will not be able to go to college. Charlene needs to have a perfect report card for her to feel successful. This kind of black and white thinking with nothing in between makes her very miserable. When she's unable to get an A in one of her classes, she begins to not getting A in other classes. Charlene loses her confidence in herself because her identity is based on her ability to achieve perfection, and so this quest can become very extreme. A healthier grade thought could be, "I get many A's in other classes. Besides, this is only one test. There will be an opportunity for me to raise my grades if I do better the next one." Getting a B is not a failure. It motivates me to work harder next time. If she saturates her mind with one of these great thoughts, she would have confidence to keep going and not to give up. Let's take a break. Stay tuned for the rest of the show. Experts, call toll free right now one eight six six four seven two five seven eight seven and ask our all star team to answer your question. That's one eight six six four seven two fifty seven eighty seven. Thank you for calling VoiceAmerica.com. Get a hold of Dr. Rita's Hippo book. In her book, she provides fresh perspectives on how to wisely navigate the challenges in life. She uses parables and analogies. To help you find insight and coping strategies in your struggles, the life scenarios she uses in the book are situations you can identify with, as you often find yourself as one of the stories in her book. The title of her book is "The Hippo That Fell Off the Seesaw" and other parables from Christian counseling. You can order it from Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or you can also download it as an ebook. Dr. Rita likes to hear about your concerns, so she can pray for you. You can email her at care at dr-rita.com or visit the website trinitychristiancounseling.com. You can also call the Trinity Counseling Center at 517-332-6300 and leave a message for her. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at VoiceAmericaTRN. Ready to chat about your favorite soap operas? The daytime discussion is here with Dan J. Kroll and Soap Central Live. For the past 15 years, Dan has been dishing and discussing on SoapCentral.com. And now he's taking the talk to the airwaves of the Voice America Variety Channel. He'll go behind the scenes with the biggest stars of daytime, along with guest commentary from the Soap Central columnists. And we'll take your questions and comments during our live show. Soap Central Live, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
You are listening to Stream in the Desert with Dr. Rita. For more information about the program or Dr. Rita, please visit trinitychristiancounseling.com. Now, back to this week's inspiring program. Let's go to apartment 208 and visit Alex. I heard that he had laid off from his company for a while. I wonder how he's doing. As I walk into his apartment, I see Alex laying on the couch looking depressed. He tells me that his company is downsizing, so hundreds of staff were being laid off. He says, I got fired. I will never be able to find another job. Now that so many people are looking for a job. I ask him if it is the first time he gets laid off. He tells me that he got laid off five years ago. It took him a while to find this current job. I tell him that his black and white thinking made him stuck and he cannot even get into finding a job. I ask him to try to change his black and white thinking into gray color. He says, there was evidence in the past that I could get another job. It might take a while, but it is possible to find another job. That's right. Maybe your job right now is to find a job. Maybe you can set aside a few hours each day to fill out application for jobs. That's what Alex did. It takes him one year hard work to get another job. You know, the position is much better than the one before. Sometimes details in life could be a blessing in disguise. Once Alex alters his black and white thought into gray thought, he's able to buckle up and search for a job and find one. Let's go to first floor and visit Don in apartment 123. Don has been depressed for a while ever since his wife left him. He feels like there's no meaning in life. Don thought he had chosen the right person to marry, but he found out that she's cheating on him while he was away. He wants to forgive his wife and work on the marriage, but his wife decided to be with the other guy. Don feels betrayal, angry, and hurt. She used to be very successful in his career. Now he has trouble even going to work. Every day he struggles with extreme black and white thoughts such as, My life is a disaster from start to finish. There's no hope without my wife. Pretty soon I'll be so depressed I may not even be able to go to work, then have no money to support myself. Don forgets that he was independent before he met his wife. He was on the top of his career, and he has a few friends he could do things with. He was able to live without his wife. He cannot draw a conclusion about his whole life based on one incident. His black and white thinking trapped him into deep depression. If only God could stay gray, he would be able to function better. His gray thought could be, I have had ups and downs throughout my life. I was by myself before. I could function then. There's no reason why I cannot function now. And now we have arrived at our last apartment and the last friend whom I think struggles with extreme thinking. Sally lives in apartment 23. This is her first year of teaching. She had a bad day because one of her students would not listen to her in class and stir up the whole class to disrespect her. Sally feels like she may may made a mistake to be a teacher. She tells me she is a terrible teacher because she cannot control her class. 
a black and white thinking makes her want to give up teaching. In reality, teachers have both good days and bad days. Kids do not behave every day. It does not mean that she is a bad teacher when she has a bad day. If she looks back to her teaching history this year, she actually has mostly good days. But she lets a few bad days define her worth as a teacher. A black and white thought makes her so upset that she was wanted to give up teaching. So far, all these people I have described living in my apartment represent those who have unhealthy thoughts that cause them to get stuck emotionally. Unhealthy and extreme black and white thinking are distorted thoughts that are not found in reality. They see everything as either black or white, with nothing in between. Such kind of thought ignites strong emotions and prevents people from thinking rationally. As a result, the individual perceives that reality as one of emotional turmoil. It is important to avoid thinking in terms of extremes. Black and white thoughts are based on emotion and, and are not balanced by reality. Yes, extreme of emotion exists, and it is normal to feel these emotions. But examine your thought process and determine if you tend to think as black and white thinker, or do you tend to think in the color of gray? Heavy and balanced thought tend to be in gray zone. In the gray zone, do you remember how joyful Lily and Timmy were? When they decided to color together to create a gray zone, it was not as fun when they both focused coloring either black or white. How do you help yourself to think in the gray zone? First of all, you can look at the situation as a whole instead of drawing conclusion based on the parts. If you focus on looking at the one segment of the situation and make a conclusion as a whole. You simply will not be able to make an accurate conclusion. Your thoughts will be more likely to be black and white, distorted thinking that leads to emotional turmoil. If you look at the situation as a whole, you'll be able to make a more objective and realistic conclusion. You probably will be more likely to think in the gray zone, which is more healthy and balanced kind of thought. Lizzie saw that other kids were being yelled at. And assumed that she would be yelled at by the teacher. Because of that assumption, she was afraid to go to school. Single out one incident to draw a conclusion prevented her from seeing reality. If she was able to look at the whole situation in terms of gray, she would notice that there were many students who were not being yelled at. It was only a few misbehaved ones that were actually getting yelled at. Would not be likely that she would be yelled at because she was always in good behavior. Once she changed her black thought into gray color, she was able to go to school again. Remember, Don made a conclusion about his life that it was a disaster from start to finish. If you look at his life in the past, he had been a successful, independent individual before he got married. He was doing well then. There's no reason why he could not do well by himself. There may be an adjustment period transitioning into single life, but he was certainly capable to be single again. If you look at his whole life rather than focus on one single event of his life to draw a conclusion, 
if he was able to think in gray zone, he would not have been so depressed. Kelly made a decision about herself based on one mistake she made. Her black and white thinking made her believe that she could not do anything right. If you look at her history of cooking as a whole, she made delicious cakes many times before. By looking at the whole history, she was able to think gray that she was not a bad cook after all. Her husband left her, not because she was a bad cook. He left her because he had another woman in his life. Once Kelly was able to think in gray color, she was able to feel better about herself. Secondly, you can look at a situation as a scale rather than absolute truth. A scale has two end points and many points in between. You can view your situation, others, and yourself to the extreme black and white thought that you get stuck in your emotional ruts and unable to think rationally, or you can think somewhere in between the gray zone and look at the situations, others, and yourself in a more realistic and healthy way. Shalene thought that she failed as a student and she would not be able to get into college because she did not get an A in one of her class. In her mind. She had to get 100% A's to be a good student, so that she could go to college. If you look at the reality, she would see that people get into college with different grade point average. It is not necessary to get an A to get into all A's to get into college. B students are able to get into college also. There's so many different kinds of colleges and sub students at different levels. Once she changed her black and white thoughts into gray color. She she was able to get unstuck from her emotions and continue to work hard and not giving up. How about Sally, the teacher? She made a conclusion that she was a bad teacher because her student misbehaved that particular day. If you look at her teaching history on a scale, she mostly had good days. There were only a couple of bad days when her students refused to listen to her. Thinking in terms of gray helped her put things in the right perspective. Do you remember Jenny, who had anxiety attack, and she made the conclusion that she was going to die from an anxiety attack? Her black and white thoughts made her feel even more panicky. When she looked at her week on a scale, Jenny had no anxiety attack the whole week except once, and she did not die from an anxiety attack. By thinking gray. She realized her black and white thoughts were totally irrational. The third way to change black and white thinking into gray is to find evidence to prove that your thought is wrong. When you get stuck in a certain extreme black and white thought, you can look into your past history to find evidence to prove your ex- extreme thinking is incorrect. When you're able to do that. You tend to be able to rationalize the current situation in a more realistic way, and end up in the gray zone. Let's take a break. Stay tuned for the rest of the show. Ask the experts. Call toll free right now one eight six six four seven two five seven eight seven and ask our all star team to answer your question. That's one eight six six four seven two fifty seven eighty seven. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica dot com. 
Are you struggling with relationships and wonder what you need to do? Are you facing crises and challenges in your life? How about emotional disturbances such as anxiety, depression, fear, or stress? Do you need some help? Get a hold of Dr. Rita's Hippo book. In her book, she provides fresh perspectives on how to wisely navigate the challenges in life. She uses parables and analogies to help you find insight and coping strategies in your struggles. The life scenarios she uses in the book are situations you can identify with as you often find yourself as one of the stories in her book. The title of her book is The Hippo That Fell Off the Seesaw and Other Parables from Christian Counseling. You can order it from Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or you can also download it as an ebook. Dr. Rita likes to hear about your concerns so she can pray for you. You can email her at care at dr-rita.com or visit the website trinitychristiancounseling.com. You can also call the Trinity Counseling Center at 517-332-6300 and leave a message for her. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you ready for an anything-goes, hour-long foray into politics, pop culture, and societal tribulations? Then look no further than Between the Synapse with host Mark Tobin. Each show features nationally or internationally prominent guests discussing topics that go beyond the usual daily news, sometimes even way beyond. It's a weekly, fast-paced hour that you won't want to miss. Call in to join the party. Between the Synapse airs live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Stream in the Desert with Dr. Rita. For more information about the program or Dr. Rita, please visit trinitychristiancounseling.com. Now, back to this week's inspiring program. Do you remember the depressed Lynn? She made a conclusion that she was going to feel depressed the rest of her life because she was crying at times. In her black and white thinking, she has to stop crying totally in order to be healed. If you look into her past week, she did cry some, but she was able to function well after she cried. There's no evidence that she would cry forever. Somehow, her black and white or all nothing kind of thought made her got stuck in her emotional rut. As a result, she was unable to think rationally, accepting that it was okay to have good and bad days in a week. Compared with when she was not having good days at all, it was quite an improvement. Somehow, finding evidence helped her to prove to herself that her black and white thought is not valid. Do you remember George's girlfriend, Nancy? She made a conclusion that her friend was mad at her based on her intense face, his intense facial expression. 
If Lance decided to think of her past conversation with her friend last week, she remembers that he told her that he had trouble with one of his kids at home. His intensive facial expression could be due to his worry about his son. Later on, Nancy saw her friend again. She found out that his son was put in jail the night before. Somehow, Nancy's black and white thinking makes her believe that it is her fault that John looked intense. Once she found evidence to prove that her assumption was wrong, she was able to think gray by accepting the fact that people had good days and bad days. It did not necessarily has nothing to do with her. She felt much better afterward. The fourth way to change your black and white thinking into gray is to spot extreme negative words in your thought. Some of the extreme negative words in your thought could be always, never, perfect, impossible, terrible, disastrous, ruined, awful, bad, victim, or all the time. Such words make you stuck and give you a sense of hopelessness. If you spot yourself having this kind of words in your thought, you're probably in your black and white zone in your thinking process. Maybe you can replace these extreme negative words with a more positive or neutral word, such as sometimes, possible, challenge, good, victor, rebuild. When you're able to use a positive word, you help yourself to look into your situations, others, and yourself in the gray zone. Do you remember Don made a conclusion about his life as a disaster from start to finish after his wife left him? His black and white thought made him feel his life was all bad, and there was no hope for him. His life was not bad before he got married. In fact, it was a pretty good life with successful career and enjoyable relationship. If Don changed his extreme negative word "disaster" to the word "challenge," he would be able to be more likely to think gray. A gray thought could be: "I'm having a hard time right now." But it is possible for me to overcome this challenge as I conquer other challenges in life. Before thinking gray gave me a hope for healing. How about Alex, who thought that he had never been able to find a job? This word "never" is an extreme negative word, leads to black and white thinking, which left no hope for him. If Alex could use a more positive and neutral word like "maybe," he probably would be able to think gray. His gray thought could be, maybe it will be hard to find a job, but there's still a chance to find one if I work hard to look for one. With such kind of gray thought, he was able to look for a job and find one. As you can see, every individual in all the episodes were in emotional turmoil as they followed the extreme thought to control them. They all felt powerless and not in control of the situation because they got stuck in their own extreme thoughts. Sometimes we are our worst enemy. God knows that our extreme black and white thinking trap us into emotional turmoil, so that we cannot think rationally, and we make the wrong decision about others, situations, or yourself. That's why He wants us to keep our negative thoughts in captive. And not to allow them to take control of our lives. In the Bible, Second Corinthians five ten says that we need to take every thought captive, and make it obedience to Christ. Ultimately, this is the way to find peace in our lives. If we know that God is in control of lives and look at everything in God's perspective, we're more likely to think great thoughts. For we believe that all things work out for good. For those who love him and follow his will, 
whatever happened to us, good or bad, they under God's control, so we can rest in His presence. It stays in the Bible. Whoever fears God will avoid all extremes. Our faith in Him helps us avoid extreme black and white thoughts if we focus on His faithfulness. In Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, the Bible says His plan is to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and future, even though you may not see it for now. If you follow God's plan, you'll be saved because He's bigger than your problem. He can do a better job handling this problem than you. God is the only one in the universe who can control us without destroying us. No one ever loves you like Jesus. No one ever knows you better, cares more about you. Let go of the control and let God take control. If you're able to give it to God and allow Him to do the work, you won't be in such a terrible emotional trap, because God will take you through life's ups and downs. To mold your character to be like Him, to show you His tender, loving care, and to give you the freedom and security you have never experienced. Give up your struggle and let God help you to take control of your thoughts, emotions, and everything about you, so you can relax. And ultimately, knowing that your identity is not in what you do, but is because God has loved you in spite of and regardless of what you have. Reach out to Him by asking Him to forgive your sins and coming into your heart. If you make that prayer, He will always be there for you and with you. I would like to hear from you so I can pray for you. My email address is care at dr dash r i t a dot com. Care at doctor dash dr dot dash r i t a dot com. If you want to read more analogy story like the Gray Zone, you can order my book, The Hippo That Fell Off the Seesaw and Other Parables in Christian Counseling, from Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. You can also download it as an ebook. At this time, I'd like to acknowledge Dr. Michael and Dr. Michelle Kang for the donation for this airtime in honoring their fourth year wedding anniversary. Congratulations! I hope today's show will help you regulate your thought, so you'll be able to look at your situations, others, and yourself in the gray zone. Come join me for my next show. I'll be talking about the backpack story. Take care for now. I hope you find dreams in your desert. Thank you for joining us this week for Stream in the Desert. Be sure to return next Sunday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, or on demand anytime for another story and program with Dr. Rita on the Voice America Variety Channel. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network. Its staff and management.